With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. So excited uh, to be here with you again, and uh, we're continuing to, to look through this uh, fantastic book called The American Covenant, The Untold Story. And uh, <clears throat> we just got finished talking about St. Patrick. We sort of jumped out of the book here to talk about St. Patrick, uh, that amazing man of faith who uh, really launched the reformation of not only Ireland, but also Scotland and England and Europe and gave us the, the, the principles and the essence for re- Western civilization, which ultimately is uh, what America is all about, those biblical principles given to us uh, through Moses and through Jesus. And these are the principles that have kept us so strong all these years. And that if we want to see a future for our children, we need to revive those principles in every sphere of our culture, not only our homes, but also in our communities, in our economy, in our schools, education, and in our, uh, our local and state governments. Because God's principles always lead to maximum flourishing of human beings. Every color, every race, every nation, every background. Isn't that just like God? To have the very best ways for all people, regardless of our, of our differences. So let's go ahead and take a look here. We're going to look at um, this section of the book here that uh, is, is going back to that, that pilgrim era. And we have two, two colonies. We have one up in, in North, New England, Plymouth, and then down south in Virginia, we have Jamestown. And we have two different programs happening. You've got people in the, in the family of faith in both, but, but down south in Jamestown, you got a different program that is uh, characterizing things down there and it's leading to bad things. You've got people that I like to call the monopoly men. Uh, you know, when you play monopoly, you're looking for the best piece of property. You're looking for the, the uh, past go so you can collect $200 and then get out of jail free card. And there was a lot of people running from the law out of England, uh, coming to the new world, looking to get rich and looking to uh, steal or buy the best pieces of land, even if it meant they had to take it and seize it by force from others who owned it. And that led to all sorts of bad things. But they realized that that, that was not working. And so a new kind of settler began to come in 1619 from England to Virginia. And it was, it was the settler that, that planned to work and settle the land. In fact, they began to, to bring women over from England so that the men could have wives and they could begin to start their families. But there were still some who lacked the kind of character necessary to work hard and, and, and put in blood, sweat, and tears to make a living for their family and honor God. And, and, and they felt that hard work was beneath them. They, they didn't want to work hard to plant their own fields. Uh, they didn't want to work and take the long view of prosperity. They, they were still looking for the get rich, quick and easy plan. And so some of them had the bright idea of saying, you know what? I know we need to work the land, but I don't want to work it. And so some of them began to buy slaves for themselves to do the work for them. And this is perhaps uh, where we see the first bits of slavery coming in to the, to, uh, the, the colony. 
Of course, slavery had been in existence for thousands of years. The world was built on the back of slavery. Um, you can see that all throughout all cultures, all throughout history, when man figured out after Cain killed his brother Abel, uh, hey, why kill my brother when I can just enslave my brother and make my brother do all my work for me? Once man figured that out, boy, that, that led to his selfish ambition and uh, uh, illegitimate prosperity. And God doesn't play like that. Yeah, uh, that, that's a no-go in God's system. And you choose to sin, you choose to suffer, and that's exactly what happened. So check this out. They began to bring in cargoes of slaves uh, on Dutch ships coming in to the, the, the planters in Virginia. And even though slavery was vigorously condemned by the, the, the priests and the clergy and in England and in the colonies in America, it did take root and it rooted deeply in the South only to bring the ultimate national calamity upon our country. You know what that is, right? What is it? What happened? When the slave trade began to be get so entrenched in the South, it had become no different than it was in Africa, in uh, Europe, and other places. It caused the Civil War. And, and there was a man named um, uh, George Mason. And Mason warned of what would happen if this slavery did not get dealt with uh, quickly and efficiently. Listen to what George Mason later said. He said, every master of slaves is born a petty tyrant. Every master of slaves is born a petty tyrant. He's wicked. He's evil. They bring the judgment of heaven upon a country. As nations cannot be rewarded or punished in the next world, they must be punished in this, right? Uh, a, a nation that does bad things isn't going to get punished as a nation in heaven or in the next world right? Therefore, he's saying they're going to deal with the consequences of their, their choices in this world by an inevitable chain of causes and effects. Providence, that is God, punishes national sins by national calamities. And we certainly experience that in more ways than one, but nothing more vividly than in the civil war where over, I mean, over a half a million lives were lost Blood was spilled with fathers fighting against sons and sons against fathers and brothers against brothers because of this wickedness. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different. 
in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. And it's important to point out, and I'm so glad that uh, Dr. Foster does, that it was the, the Bible's idea of the value of man, regardless of the amount of melanin in his skin, that broke the chains of slavery. It was, the, it was God's description that all men are created equal in the image of God that ultimately broke the, the, the slavery mindset beginning in England with William Wilberforce and then with other godly men here in in America that led to the abolition of slavery. God's ideas are always the ideas that break the chains of wickedness and evil. God's ideas are all about maximum human flourishing for men, for women, regardless of the color of our skin, the countries we come from, the, the, the religious backgrounds, that we, we grew up with, God's ways lead to blessing. Um, many of the colonists who came to Jamestown in 1619 um, were still, however, looking for the get-rich-quick scheme. And they found that th- there was a golden crop that they could plant that they thought could get them rich quick. And that was the, the gold of tobacco. And if you planted enough tobacco, it would sell for a high price and you could get rich quick. And so, of course, people were coming over and they were planting all this tobacco. In fact, they were so greedy for the tobacco that we, 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 we read that they were in a frenzy planting as much as they could on all of the land that they could. They even planted tobacco in the streets of Jamestown to the point where they had forgotten to think ahead and plant enough food to feed themselves. And they didn't have enough food and supplies to sustain the people there because they were basically trying to plant money. They were trying to plant their, their cash crop of tobacco. And they were like, duh, we forgot to plant enough to feed ourselves and our families. And so what did they do? They started taking food from the Native American Indians again. They started putting demands on them. And the Native Americans understood that these exactions were not going to let up because they weren't learning their lessons. Their character was off. They weren't looking to to honor God and love their neighbor. These weren't true members of the family of faith, regardless of whether or not they had the label of a of a of a, a Christian or a whatever their denomination was. If they weren't honoring God and they were not loving their neighbor, including the Native American Indians, including their brothers with different skin colors, these are not true members of the family of faith. We understand that. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands and you'll know a tree by its fruit. And the Indians, the Native Americans, They hated these godless colonists for these reasons because they were being taken advantage of and it led to them plotting uh, things that ultimately resulted in a great massacre in 1622. Just a few years later, they're, they're at war, a great massacre. The massacre nearly wiped out the entire colony, but through the help of a Christian Native American Indian, God had gotten a hold of, a, of the heart of one of these Native Americans, converted him, and he became a member of the family of faith, and he helped to save the colony, and ultimately God preserved the republic 
for his purposes. I believe so that we could ultimately get to a place where, where we could legalize the idea that all men are created equal and that we cannot have tyrants ruling over us, making laws without representation, stealing private property. God has given each of us our own private property, our thoughts, our families, the work of our hands, the things that we pour our life into. And because the Republic was preserved, it was sustained and and it was allowed to grow and mature, even in spite of the wickedness that were demonstrated by some, even by many in the early days. You and I are here today so that we can revive and restore this great nation built on godly principles and we can live up to those divine ideals so that we can once again be a shining city on a hill and that our good deeds will be so so prolific and so effective that people will look and see our good deeds and praise our Father in heaven. So the lessons that we can learn here from, from today are don't be lazy. Don't look to have everybody else do our work for us. Don't, don't enslave other people economically or otherwise to cut corners. God rewards hard work. And remember that the Bible is not bad. The Bible is not uh, uh, limiting your freedoms. The Bible is actually uh, establishing our freedoms. The Bible is, is, is the book that gives us the idea that all men and women are created equal in the eyes of God and that governments are designed to protect our rights and our freedoms given to us by God, not to take them away. I want to leave you with this, this, this verse in scripture. God says in, in the Bible, he says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, to the patterns of this godless world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and perfect will of God. The way people are going to see the answer, we got a lot of people on the news telling us what the problem is, pointing out the hypocrisy, calling people out on all of their bull. But you and I are the ones that God has given the answer to. And it's not just conservative principles or liberal principles or libertarian principles. That's not enough. What is required is something more sacred and a thousand times more powerful than that. And it's called revival. People's hearts being ignited with a passionate love for the glory of God, voluntarily living out the commands of God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. That is what is going to drive us to transformation and renewal and new life in our country. And that's why I'm so excited that we're meeting. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.